And welcome back to another episode of The Discussion Phase, a board gaming podcast where we take a break from playing the games we love. To talk about the games we love. As always, I'm your host, Matthew. And I'm Brady. And joining with us are two of our favorite co-hosts. We have David and John. Let the people know you're here. Hey, everybody. All right. On today's episode, we'll be breaking down some of our recent plays, some hot, intense games of PAX Premier, as well as talking about our favorite uniquely themed games. So stick around. And as always, buckle up. Okay, so this week we we can talk about some other games, but there's one game that we played this week that just seemed to light a fire under all of us here. And Matthew, you've been dying to talk about this one. What game is that? That is Pax Premier Second Edition, uh, another game by the allowed, the often mentioned, the often acclaimed Cole Worley, uh, who we, if you've listened to this podcast any length of time, you'll hear us talk about. Root, uh, Agnosium, Agnosium, however you want to say that. Uh, we've talked about some upcoming Kickstarters that they have coming with uh, Oath, uh, also with John Company, and we've been talking about that a lot. Um, but one of his staples that's highly rated, I think, is right now uh, PAX Premier Second Edition is 67th. Between Something like that. Between 64 to 67th on the top 100 board game geek. Um, Which but, is no small feat. Oh, no. It's at, for a game, I'd say, of that complexity, it's at a 3.79 out of 5 it's rated. That's yeah. um, really, really good, especially for an abstract the theme can seem for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And um, this is the third time I've got it played. Every time we played it, we played it with you, David, because it's your game. Um, and for whatever reason, this is one of those games we've talked about before that it is... I love the game, but it hurts so good and so bad whenever you don't win. Um, for those who aren't familiar, David, why don't you just describe the game, the settings, some of the sure. mechanics? Yeah. So in in Pax Pamir, the game is set during a period known as the Great Game. The Great Game, if you guys don't know, was basically the interpolitical mess between Great Britain and Russia Um, back in the mid-1800s. The mess being that they basically created a fight that didn't have to happen. And of course, the people that were sucked into it were all the Afghani tribes um, just trying to do their thing. And if you know, so during the time, uh, England had the East India uh, Trading Company, and so they had India. And then of course, Russia is just right to the north of Afghanistan. And because of that, the British were afraid that Russia was going to come in and take that little territory between them. Um, and so they wrote about them being afraid. Well, Russia was like, well, we weren't going to do that in the first place, but since you mentioned it, and mm-hmm. so then Russia came in and they started uh, sending in spies and then lots and lots of people died. Uh, people were propped up as spies, propped up as kings, as puppet kings, brought down, brought back up, exiled, just all these crazy things. And this is where uh, this game takes place. Rather than playing as the British, rather than playing as the Russians or even the the kings in the Afghanistan, you play as tribal leaders trying your best to just shift allegiances or alliances between these three factions in order to end up on the best side. So it's basically you're just constantly stabbing your own factions in the back just so that you can always get ahead. Yeah, and so everything you do in the game isn't necessarily manipulating your pieces as as much you're manipulating the faction that you're aligned with. But the thing is, any of us at any one point in time can switch our allegiances or leave those allegiances. And so it's a game in constant uh, flex. But one of the big 
mechanics in the game is this card market because mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the actions you take in the game such as placing out some of the british or afghan or, or uh, russian forces armies are by playing cards that you purchase from the card market um, and then you create a tableau essentially of actions and alliances um, but one thing that as always, I've more played it, the more frustrating is compared to a game like Root to where, uh, although you are very asymmetric, you may be set up in very different positions, you may have different actions available to you. If things go uh, get you know haywire and to get crazy in Root, if you wanted to, if you could negotiate enough, if you could put enough energy and thought, you can move heaven and earth to make just about anything happen in Root if you wanted to. I think um, all, the, I very much the other three people at the table are all like shaking our heads. No, we completely disagree. <laughs> well, you, maybe you don't have a silver tongue like I do. I don't um, know. We've... So you just said if you can. Okay, and so for the listeners, no, this I is hear... where this is where it's. Go so ahead. Matthew said if you can negotiate enough. Brady, would you say that one of the biggest strengths of Pax Pamir is being able to negotiate? Absolutely, and okay. I think I think one of Matt's biggest frustrations in the last game is that. Um, Steven, who's not here, and I sort of got into a, a bit of an alliance and essentially shut Matt out of that. And then he. Well, the thing I is, you can't shut in, in Paxmere, you can't shut someone out of an alliance. All you have to do is play a card from the market or assassinate a, a card of that faction. Some of my frustrations with Paxmere comes is you may have a great strategy. You may know exactly what needs to do to be put you in a winning position, but either you don't have the cards available to you or the cards aren't available to be purchased. Now, then the criticism that I've heard is, well, you just got to play different with your cards. But if, if a faction clearly has a huge lead and how you score points is at certain parts in the game, there will be dominance cards that come out, which trigger a scoring round. And whichever faction is in the lead by influence on the board, whoever is most aligned with those factions will score victory points. Um, that's clearly how that the dominance is going to come out. And there's, because they have a five, six point lead there. Um, but there's no cards or no way for me to get an assassination on a card that lets me switch alliances. I'm just out of luck. Um, I disagree just because I know I saw, and I had several opportunities to, to assassinate a card to switch me to the alliance, but, but I don't want to get bogged down in our gameplay. What I would like to, to say is Brady and John wasn't there. Um, um, Describe to us their, our most recent game of Catan, maybe the first few opening moves and how uh, trading went between Matthew and Steven and perhaps a few other folks. Oh man, this group is just on another level when it comes to uh, <laughs> trading and negotiating. So, but yeah. yeah, so John, but describe to me, how, how did that go? Was that, were there, were there some just free open trading going on? Um, there were some people who were willing to make trades that might not have been as advantageous for, um, you know, them as was perceived at the table. Um, I think some people take a stand of being more willing to, you know, trade one for one resources, you know, I'll scratch my back, you'll scratch mine. Right. And not necessarily make the most beneficial moves. So I think Steven, um, made some good trades early with people just doing, you know, one-to-one. -one. He had a good, um, you know, lockdown on some, on some wood, but, uh, Matthew would be commenting. He's like, Oh no, don't like, don't yeah, yeah. trade you know, he would, he would one talk for about one with how, him or the things Cause like the issue that. is I, I almost will never trade a one-to-one -one when, Oh, he you're getting the, a sheep. I'm getting a wheat in this trade. Oh, but that sheep you're getting is letting you build a settlement. 
oh, well, that settlement is going to be on a two to one trading post, which is also going to be connecting you to your four wood hexes. And so now you're on four different wood productions that are very good trading a two to one. That one sheep to you is worth immensely more than just one week. It's not more like, well, you just have to make trades just to make trades to play the game. I make trades at equivalent of how important that resource is to yeah. you. So and I judge that one wheat to be vastly more, or that one sheep that he would need to build a settlement that would give him a stronghold sure. more than just one. But also, resource. I feel like you locked yourself out of that game pretty early. Yeah. And people I, weren't going to trade with you because, or you were. I knew it was seven people. points. I, yeah, I mean, you, you did. We all did fine, which is funny too, right? You didn't really do much trading that game, but yeah. you played your own strategy. It's not the right? most competitive so, game, but I think. No. I think you did a poor job of reading the table because I think we were all playing like this casual game and you were playing this hardcore. Well, right? my... Because I know there are a lot of people out there who are like, oh, like like if if it's my turn and I am asking for something, like I, I have, I basically have to be willing to give a two to one if I'm ever even asking for something. Because I, I know there were people in college who would play that way. Like, well, that's oh, my background. Don't is, even ask. Is if I you... grew, I mean, I started playing Catan was the very first game and I would play in college with my three other friends. And that was the only game we would play almost every single night. So right. we are the four, same four. And so we would play, I mean, we'd got to the point where we we're playing Cutthroat Catan was like, mm-hmm. we're evaluating yeah, it's maybe one resource. That one resource will call these next chain events that puts you in a better position. So you know what? I'm not going to ask anything in less than three to the, one ratio. The thing was, though, the the person who ultimately won the game was David. And because he's probably at, the most casual. Well, Brady also was out of it at that point in the game, and he made some very quick, free. See, here's here, and this is my perfect example. Uh, David and I both were willing to make the same trade to Brady at the end of the game when it was Brady's turn. Uh, the difference being is that that trade gave David the resources to build his 10th point settlement. The difference, I was just sitting at seven points. That's uh, the analysis. Mm-hmm. And the that, only difference is because I didn't ask one second quicker. Exactly. You didn't, but exactly. if that was me in your position, I would have waited till anyone else other mm-hmm. than David would have had a worthy trade offer. And that's totally yeah, fair. That too. is fair. Um, that is fair. Because it did give David the game when it wasn't necessary. But, but was it was it that one trade that gave me the game. No, no, it was a series of trades from the very get go mm-hmm. that built up to that moment. But anyways, we're not really talking about Catan. Maybe we'll talk about here. I want to bring that back to Pax Pamir because Matthew's criticism, and I know what he's, I know where he's coming from because let's talk about real quick. Everybody here has played Lorenzo, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see a nice juicy card in a column that you want to, you want to purchase. And for the listener, each column has these cards that you can purchase from. If you're the first to go to that column, how much does it cost you? Zero. Nothing. Zero. Well, it depends on how high you go. If you go to the bottom, sure. it's free. It costs you nothing extra. It, nothing right. extra to go there, right? Um, now, someone gets there before you. Now, what has to happen? You pay. It costs like three coins, right? Right. Yeah, three extra coins. And that is now causing a series of things like, great, well, I was planning on using these three coins to do this, but now I really want that card. And now that's where those tough decisions, which I really enjoy. So when Matt, when I hear Matthew, when you when you say, I like, and I've heard you say this before, I like games where you have these tough decisions and if I want to take an action, I can still pay through the nose. It may cost me, but I can still pay as much as I want to get to it. And so Pax Pamir is not that game where you're just like, I was going to do that. It cost me three money. Oh, well, I'm going to spend that three money to do it, to go do that. So Pax Pamir isn't that type of game. Um, I don't know if that makes sense or if that jives with with 
if I'm reading you yeah, correctly. Yeah, because I just, because I, I feel like, man, I, I have a, I, no matter how, because I literally feel a situation, no matter how hard I think or put my brain to work, it doesn't matter if that card isn't available to purchase to even let, get me in that position. I actually completely disagree. I think it is, it makes it so much more thematic in that, it, like in it's real not, life. It's not thematic, that, it's it, just not fun. So like in, no, no, no. Oh, I, I disagree. So in real life, let's say you are allied with the British and you all of a sudden, the Russians start attacking you. You can't be like, oh, no, no, no sorry, I, I'm now on your team. No, like you have to prove that you're on their team like months, if not years in advance. And that's where I think the theme comes out is you can't just Then how decide. are you ever supposed to, so you only ever can switch teams like three or four turns in advance. Sure. The thing is the state of that's the not, game. That's well, not always true. The, well, the thing is like you, you all mentioned, you got to plan this stuff well in advance, but there are also actions you can take in the game that turn, turn and change the game state on a dime. There are actions that can let Absolutely. you do that. Yeah. And so the conflict is there are powerful actions that can change the game state on a dime and change like the scoring position. One could be in an assassination of a card that someone had in a position, not only that gave them control of a region, but also that would cause them to lose extra cards from the tableau, which mm -hmm. means they could lose influence on a, in a, with a faction. You can also play cards that if you wanted to with your bonus, because if you're aligned with the right suit, you get bonus actions. If you have enough money and you have the bonus actions of just paying to put more units, you could th theoretically place four to six units out on the board if you had the money to do so, sure. which puts you in a huge winning position. So the entire focus of which faction is going to be scoring or his position. So there may be something that happens to where David used to be in a very powerful position with the British. Now he is annihilated in the British. He maybe has one influence point. Well, if I wanted to get in there, buy a bunch of diamonds and go up in influence points, it doesn't matter if I can't play a card or assassinate a card that lets me join the British. And so I if think like if, if or if mm. Afghan, someone just bought 60 army units, wow, they're in a really good position to score. I think I can switch in there and then vie for even second place. You can't do it if there's not a card that lets you do it. Would you say that from the onset you were determined I'm gonna now in the beginning of the game, so and John, since you've not played, mm -hmm. there's a market of cards some of the cards are aligned with some of these factions out of the was it eight cards out of the eight cards one belonged to afghanistan right and the card market is open before you pick your allegiance correct yeah right so matt chose to go afghanistan he did choose to go afghanistan because of there was the one card that was there um you didn't have to, but there are there were other Afghan cards that if you assassinated, you could switch allegiance. Yeah, to. absolutely. So th the thing that I'm hearing is just like I know how Matthew plays games, which is very much like think of like Scythe, right? You have your moves planned out, you know what you're going to do, and, and and you get bothered when there are things that will make it impossible for you to carry out the strategy well, that you have. Planned. Well, that's the one thing you can't but do in in packs is like you, you just have stick to, to play, a tableau. You have to play the game you're playing though, right? Well, that's, packs is in a game well, where you map out do. your move perfectly. No, so exactly. So adapt. I want to, re I feel like the thing is I want to respond. I want to vary up. And when I see these game states happening, it's like, okay, I think this is what's going to happen mm -hmm. in the next couple moves, even because another faction like the British are going to get really powerful. So I want to do that. I just feel well, a lot of times when I play the game, Maybe it's just unlucky. We just whenever I wanted to make those moves, so, but there's just not a position to for me to make that switch. Because I want things you have to change up what you're doing in packs. And if I, there's been a lot of positions where I want to do that, it's mm -hmm. just not available for me to. And, and I think too, one thing, if you lose a card, if you lose a region, Brady is at the end of the world. No, no because it's no. such a, it's such a flexible game. The first dominance check, whoever's in first, does that really mean anything? 
No, 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 it does. I mean, if, if everybody is, you know, and that's, I would say that's our first real play where we knew the rules and we were playing it well. If I'm sure if we went at it a couple more times, it'd be a little different. And I appreciate that about Cole and how he designs his games, um, especially like with root. And I can't imagine what oath is going to be like, <laughs> but um, yeah, all that to say it's, you have to be, you have to be flexible. And after the first dominance check, how did you feel? Or Brady, how did you observe Matthew after that first dominance check? Yeah, so here's what I think is so funny about this. Um, so Matthew, just answer yes or no here. Do you like the game? Yeah. Okay, so that's what I think is funny. I don't like the game. Oof. And I'm literally finding myself defending the game <laughs> for with, for someone who likes it. I, I'm like, this make, it makes thematic sense. It, uh, like, it, I to me, it's, it's very thematic. It's gorgeous. And, and I... And I am sitting here like how I, I don't understand how you can say you like it, but have these like fundamental issues with the game. Well, all the mechanics that you're doing, the the way the cards are played, building a tableau, the adjacency you are to your neighbor to your left, to your right, mm -hmm. how you place your cards in your tableau because yes. it makes you susceptible. I like all the mechanics and things you're doing. I would just wish I had a more, when you say you got to be flexible in the game, I wish I just was able to interact with those mechanics a little more freely well i say let's give it another go i think we'll have it, a fun it, time and the thing is it just could be the way that maybe i'm approaching it or the way i'm prioritizing certain actions because the thing is i see what you need to switch to a different factions i maybe you see that you put yourself in a position to make a, a dominance fail so that you can get points for having the most of your disc off yeah. cylinders um but you have to make sure that you have the cards to do do certain stuff. Yeah. Um, and then the other argument was like, have you got to keep cards in your hand to do stuff? Well, keeping cards in your hand means that you have to have the played cards in your tableau to increase your hand size. Like, it's not like, well, you just keep cards in your hand to make sure you have options for every situation. That's impossible. So there are going to be situations where you just don't have the cards and you just can't respond to. And I think that's okay. Like if, if you find yourself in a helpless situation, I think that's your fault. I yeah. want to know. It's just sometimes what with the scoring is sometimes with the what doing Imperium. If you just find yourself oh tough, like you're just in not a great position, you can just be well. That's just zero points for you, even though you may have played really smart and did really good. Just some stuff could just happen, and whoop, someone got five points, you got zero. But in this game, it's not like you don't necessarily play all four dominance checks because someone at any point in time gets five points ahead. Of any other player, they automatically win, and that's why I thought that you should have fought harder, Brady, to prevent Stephen from getting those five points. Because essentially, when Stephen got those five points and you got three, it now just became not a game of us versus Stephen, but it was a game of you versus Stephen because you were the one that had to prevent Stephen from separating yourself from him. If it had just been you getting, and I started to do that after that, uh, after that interaction, because yeah. he, because right after that, I kicked him out of Russia essentially and he switched to british <laughs> and then me. he wasn't my problem anymore he was dead well the, well, the issue but the issue with that is that he, in that situation you need to stick with steven because what happens if you choose a different scoring path let's say you wanted to go dominance but steven wanted to go by dominance failing and getting disc whoever wins that two because it's either steven wins and he wins or you win and you get closer but if you were following him in the same faction, then you score and he score and y'all still stay together, which keeps everyone still in the game. By you switching your scoring uh, priority, it means it was all or nothing. It's either you win or Steven wins and just wins the entire game. Does that make sense, David, when I say that? 
Uh, uh, because it, a little bit. Because if Brady had stuck with the. Because well, look, here's the thing. I don't it, want to get bogged down. If any of the listeners our, feel play, completely lost yes, right now, please I know, know yes. that you are not alone. Right? Because yeah, because John, here John with is my, my right. head spinning. I think what we what we really wanted to bring out of this conversation is you got to play the game that you're playing, not the game that you want it to be. Yes, exactly. And I just it's blogging my mind that I I feel like I'm having to talk you into liking the game. I like the game. I don't. I just that think doesn't make some, sense. I to just me. think there's Why some. Just, you, I think you I can like something and then still have. Issues with everything. Well, I, right? I agree, but I agree you have with issues with everything. Like the well, like the very foundation not... of the game, you have an issue with. And what's that? Like the fact that you like can't, uh, you can't like switch alliances like on a dime. Yeah, well, it's the truth is because you can't, switch or that you get stuck in positions that you can't do anything about. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I. We don't we don't have to talk too much more about it because I know that I know with more you guys are really plays, selling this game too. I know like with I more. Said, I don't plays, like it. I don't know why I'm having Brady. To why it. don't I don't know why you don't like it. I th- I know you said it's 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 complicated. It is. It's convoluted. It is. And yeah. I know that exactly. With more, I think that's really. Yeah. I would say that's your first on real play. On my third play, I didn't have any rules, concerns, that's what I'm about. or that's what I'm anything. About. So yeah, and I think it it is convoluted. I think it. I, for whatever reason, I appreciate that whenever you get four points ahead of the next player, it ends. Unfortunately, that also means it w- that last game oh, was the root problem. extremely, mm. well, even worse than root, extremely anti I know why Brady doesn't like this game. No, no, no. It, you, you don't know why. You're making a complete assumption. So it, it's not because I, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's the You're talking about the first two yeah. so many points. It was not that. It what How this game ended is Steven was and on the second scoring phase yeah he was ahead and then um whenever so they have that open card market so for whatever reason whenever two dominance cards comes out you just automatically do an a dominance check and so steven just won it on the card flip essentially but here's the thing john everybody knows how many cards are well you can know how many cards are in the deck because the game literally tells you you put this many cards Mm -hmm. so in theory you could keep track like, you know what? I haven't seen a Dominus card come out in a while. It's going to be coming up here pretty soon, mm-hmm. which is what... Get a little card counting plus one minus one going? You don't have... Not to that exactly. extreme. Not, not to that extreme. But it but did. It did. We... Um, I can And see I was Brady, fine though. with it because I was like ready to be done with the game at that point. But it, it flipped and we go, oh, that's even one. And then I was very anti climatic Okay. Um, there was no, he didn't have to necessarily fight mm-hmm. for it very hard. There was no back and forth. Um, I mean, he he made a good play. Uh, he he made you know, an excellent play. He he set himself up for it, I'll say that. Yeah. Um, but it, it was just kind of, yeah, lame, kind of how it ended. Gotcha. Um, do we want well, to talk that anymore? That is Pax Premier. That was, yeah, that was we, Pax Premier. We'll play it tomorrow. There's, there's a we're, lot going on. Yeah, we're very passionate about that one. It, it, yeah, it's just one of those. I, d- I will say, I do like these games, and it's different from Root, where where you don't necessarily play as the warring factions. We kind of mentioned that in um, uh, Royals last week, which is one of my favorite games where it's like, I, I am not Germany, but I might, you know, put my influence in Germany and that sort of thing. You're the black cubes. Yeah. yeah. You're the shadowy figures behind you're the blue cubes. The, the people. Yeah. So. That's just kinda, and that's what you'll see in PAX games. Uh, yeah. Even something like Mombasa, another Fister game. Yes. You're not the companies, but you are doing actions that manipulate your strength in the company. And then you're mm-hmm. placing that company's pieces out on the board for your own benefit, but you're not stuck to it. Cause you can, you can 
you know, you can change up your strategy. But we do have a couple more PAX games that are coming in. We have PAX uh, Viking and PAX Renaissance Second Edition, the new Kickstarter copies, oh. with upgraded um, specific custom metal coins and resources. So, oh, Brady, right. if you, you know thought that. if you thought PAX Pamir was convoluted, yeah, you just wait till PAX. Guys, no, 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 no. Did you guys PAX Viking hear has a rate, my eyes of, roll to the back of my head? I don't know if you did, but that, well, that's what just one va- Viking, two war combat game. So it's a Viking combat game. John, I know you're on board. It is also easier in difficulty than PAX Premier. I'm, over, I'm not talking about PAX Viking. Why are you skipping over PAX Renaissance like that? I'm talking about PAX Ren, bro. Well, we got to get them to play PAX Viking first before we get them to PAX Renaissance. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Anyways. I thought it was and pronounced then there's, Renaissance. And then there's PAX Unplugged, which is what <laughs> yeah, David wants to go to. In Philly, yeah. Solely because Today. it's called PAX. Uh, well, Jacob, I hope you're still listening to this. <laughs> oh, speaking I'm of, sure uh, we've lost most speaking people, of uh, travel, uh, a little a little uh, voyage on the Maiden Sunset was announced mm. by the name of the Dice Tower Cruise. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the di- we... we we went on the Dice Tower cruise uh, last year, so we got sort of we got access to the early registration. Unfortunately, all my boys are bailing on me. What? Um, Who's I, bailing? Well, I sent uh, something in the group me. I said, "Hey, on no oh, scale." Oh, I just haven't one, responded to yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, when does do, that make does does that give me confidence that you're in? On when this? do we have to make a decision on the when we have to like pay for the tickets and stuff? That was three days ago, Matthew, when I sent the text out. But like, I can't register for it right now. Only the people who had gone before. You just you're not giving me confidence, man. I'll go. <laughs> I'd love to. Yeah. All right. Well, John will be married. It's making me feel a little better. When I sent the invite out, everybody. That's what John no literally. One, no John get married on the cruise, dog. Yeah. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Tom Vassell will officiate. He's a light. I think hey. he's he's a minister. Wow. Um, so he'll officiate. I, I think you know. Never mind. John <laughs> literally texted said, "I don't know if I can. I don't know. I don't know if I can go on the cruise because yeah, I don't know what my uh my." relationship status will be that is not what i said sir i don't i don't i don't think john would have said that i i said we'll have to see i would love to but i don't know what my i don't know my calendar in a year man calendar love story that's the same thing in matthews Matthews i don't know where the game i'm I'm pretty confident in my relationship status in a year i'll give you that i think you may have (laughs) one or two tickets like we're going on this cruise together baby girl oh my gosh john's blushing (laughs) go for it all right um Oh so, did, does anyone else have any other uh, any Kickstarters or anything else we're getting? Uh, John, have they released another hundred? Uh, I mean, goals? I'm just excited for it to come June 2021 or 22. I mean, Ran- it's in the Ragnarok. It's in the uh, Kickstarter. They put a date on it, so and they'll they always lie. stick to their Kickstarter date, hey, won't they? It's my first Kickstarter, so I'm expecting the best. I'm just so, gonna. Go oh, ahead. I'm just gonna drop this in really quick. I'm excited because I have been playing the trading game of board games, literally trading board games left and right here for the last yeah. three weeks. I've gotten rid of eight games. I'm so happy. So I'm also it. getting I eight games. Explain, I, I don't know if we talked about it before. Explain math trading. Uh, just real quick. It's just you have game A, like person A wants what person B has, person B wants what person C has, and person C wants what person A has. So you literally just trade to the left. Yeah, but imagine that on like a thousand... Yeah, entries. and I have a lot of beef with you, David, because you got me so excited for They're this. They're so easy. Uh, How many yeah. results and, did you and get, you're like, huh? How many trades? So I put like probably 20 games up on this list, <laughs> and I, they were good games. I had like War, War of the, the Ring. Ring. That yeah. one should have traded. Great games. And I I was like a little kid coming down to Christmas morning finding no presents <laughs> under the tree. That's what I felt like. And I signed up. I was so excited. So mom, Dad, you don't love me anymore. You got no trades. Well, you can, I'm sure there's another one coming up soon, so... 
we'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But anyways, I'm just excited because I have got um, a bunch of Kinesia games coming. Babylonia should be coming in. I've been hyping about that one. I just got on Mars. Amen. I know, and I'm Ooh. I'm kind of on that train too. Where there there are some games that I want, but I just I I have so many games that I don't want that I just Get cannot rid. buy Get more games. Rid of them. I also Get picked up uh, Alma Mater the other day with the uh, mini expansion with it. The new students. Uh, waiting to get that to the table. Uh, it's another Italian designer. Um, and then what awesome one's been looking at is uh, Hadrian's Wall. It looks like the Rolling Right to... Uh, is it Hadrian? And all Rolling Rights. Hadrian's I, Wall. You're right. Yeah, I don't know. I, sometimes I feel like I, I play a Rolling Right yeah, to be like, real. well, no, 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 no. That's No, get out of here, There's Brady. too many. There are too many. I feel like I play a Rolling Right to like relax. Like the pinball uh, one looks super good. See, that's that what, one, I'm just like, just give me a board game. See, that's what... Well, there are, there are meeples in it. Oh my God! There's our. This is a rolling right with meeples in it. Okay. Uh, so that's what enticed me. Is like this is. It's not. This a is a man's right. rolling right right here, or uh, female. So the in other news, these guys helped me, and I'm very grateful. Celebrate my 29th birthday this past weekend. Where's that applause? Oh, that's right. Where's that applause? So, yep. Last year in my 20s, and 29 uh, is fine, man. Yeah, it was a good day. We went and had some brunch. We went and played some disc golf, which we're big fans of. And mm-hmm. then we came home and we got in a game of uh, Pan Am, which is a good little game you can play yeah. like Target. And, and that, when we talked about games, bang for your buck, like value to price for 20 bucks, you said it was. Mm-hmm. I was like, you, that's a legit, like you're strategizing and actually putting your head down and kind of thinking about some of your moves and, uh, because it, it's really interesting because it's worker placement, but it's worker placement similar to how the like setup is. Yeah, because uh, David, imagine the setup for Lorenzo mm-hmm. uh, to where you place your worker down to take that action. But yes. if someone places their worker to where they have to take less of the starting resources, they oust you. Mm-hmm. Imagine the same thing, but you can do that on a worker placement spot if you're oh. willing to pay more. So your worker at a worker placement spot isn't secure until like everyone has placed all their workers and anyone can come hey, I'm willing to pay two extra coins to take that same spot. They bump your worker, you take it, you either pay more than them to bump theirs or place it somewhere else. And so you keep doing this until everyone is placed. Uh, And I was like, this takes something I loved from the setup Lorenzo and put it into a board game form. I thought it was a good little game. Yeah. Yeah. And then we, Matthew gracefully uh, severed through a game of Telestrations with us. It was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. And then we played When I Dream. So good. We played with like one of the greatest party games, the wives and and girlfriends and everybody over at the mm. same time. So was, we had a bunch of party game stuff going on. All right. So what are we get into for our main topic here today, Brady? Okay. So last week we did our top ten games uh, with the most like tacked on theme or the most um, uh, bolted on theme or whatever uh, you want to call it. This week we want to just uh, flip that on its head and do the, our our well, actually, not quite. We're doing our top 10 uniquely themed games. So they're not necessarily the most thematic games, but when it comes to theme, you... These are one-of-a-kind. Yeah, you're mostly one-of-a-kind games on here. So uh, we're doing this pub meeple style uh, like we've been doing the past couple our, ones. Our first game to death day is chess. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, and neat. so what that wow. means really quick is that we're just going to put... Uh, we all submitted games into a list. We're going to put those head-to-head against each other um, two at a time, uh, pick them until we get a list of the top... The most uniquely themed game. We also yep. try to pick games that we enjoyed. 
Yeah, uh, so there are some very uniquely themed games that we just wouldn't really recommend to anybody to play necessarily. Yep. And we'll give a brief description of these as they come up for the first yeah. time. So for the first one, who wants to take Spirit Island versus Pandemic? I changed oh, mine to come Pandemic. On. Are you kidding me? This is Reverse Catan versus like Pandemic in a million forms. So first, if, why is would you say, David, is Spirit Island a uniquely themed game? Yeah, I think because there's a lot of games about colonization. Uh, Bora Bora, Maria, Archipelago. Um, just a lot of games where you've got Europeans coming into some, you know, Caribbean style looking island and you're building Cooper Island is another one, basically. Um, Spirit Island takes that and flips it on his head and you play as the spirits trying to drive out the settlers. And I think... I don't know if there's another game like that. Yeah, and take on top of that the asymmetry that you have, so that already sets it apart, and the vast variety of different spirits you can play as. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, so it's a great it's a great game for one, and then also just the thematically is is very yeah. unique. You you definitely so half the time even when I'm not feeling like a co op game, I just someone mentioned spirit, and I'm like, yeah, because this is different than the you, the beige euros we're usually playing. You feel like a spirit that has just woken up. Mm. Because the uh, the, the Dahan mm. were just like man, these white people, and they it, just wake up these spirits. And the spirits go shoo shoo European. It, yeah. it really tugs on something. Yeah. yeah, wake up that morning and choose violence. And then on the other hand, we have pandemic. And Brady submitted corner. this game as being uniquely themed. Yes, and so all right, uh, hold hold um all reservations so i know that like from the pandemic brand there are a million different versions of pandemic but yes. within the brand there is or like outside the brand there is no other pandemic themed game at least that i know of so um i i'm uh, well, i have a couple here brady if you'd like to hear them okay uh there's after the virus oh, there is play there is viral there is strain Virus, Omega Virus. He's channeling the spirit here, yep. coming out for blood. Um, have you guys have you guys heard of these games? No. I've I've heard of like no. maybe two or three. I've heard of them before, but they're also not like you said. Viral, viral is not a pandemic game that is no. about a virus being in someone's body. So get out of here with all oh, that. Crap. Oh, um, lawyered. Yeah. So pandemic, um, and then I yeah I think the closest one is Plague Inc. But even in that game, you are playing as oh. the plague, not. Uh, not the you know medical professional I, I and think, that kind of stuff. Sadly, I think what hurts pandemic here is that there are a million pandemics. But I agree with you, Brady. It is a very uniquely themed game. Yeah, oh, very cool. entry level. So, uh, David, why don't you give us? Yeah, your Spirit first? Spirit Island. Send it. You know, I've thought about this long and hard, and I'm going to go Spirit Island. John, I have not played Pandemic, um, but I'm going to put Spirit Island. Send it. All right, so I've played Pandemic Season 1, but and honestly, I and I've played regular base Pandemic, and I am not the biggest fan of Spirit Island, but as far as unique things go, I cannot give this one to Pandemic. I'm going to go Spirit Island. Oh, the sweep. The sweep. All right, so next we have Wingspan versus Ghost Stories. If you don't know what Wingspan is, um, I'm not sure how you found this podcast, uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so yeah, it's a, essentially a an action selection sort of engine building game about like very specifically birds, like no really other animal. Getting that selfie in right now um, <laughs> from David, and 
Yeah, and so it's it's about like um, all kinds of North American, European birds, and what was the latest one? The Oceanus. Oceanus. Um, yeah. So I'm still waiting for the greatest Galapagos expansion. expansion. That and then also extinction. Well, where yeah. dinosaurs yes. make an appearance in in the holes. Yes, oh, bro. I would literally buy that game in a heartbeat. Pterodactyl. <clears throat> nope. No. All right, Matthew. Keep it, keep it moving. Pick up my phone. In, ghost the, stories. in the other corner, the, Matthew stubbornly just shoved this one into the mix, where the rest of us have not played it. This is an old okay. ghost stories. So, ghost stories. Uh, it is a cooperative game. It is a cooperative asymmetric game. If you're playing with asymmetric powers for your, uh, you are essentially uh, Tibetan monks who are trying to liberate this village from these vast hordes of demons, demons that are asymmetric in nature and what they're doing. Um, and what makes this different about uh, this than other co-ops where we can all just, hey, inner work and, and tell each other what to do, um, you have to spread out from each other uh, mm. because essentially how this game works, it's a, I believe it's a four by four uh, grid of tiles that represents your village. All these tiles have different actions you can take. So on your main action, you can do a couple actions that could either include activating a village tile for power or attacking a um a ghost or a spirit that's coming in each side, which there's four sides to this village. There is a uh, board that you're going to be playing cards onto. Um, and so you have to work together to trigger uh, these tiles as well as combat different ghosts. Each player has their different unique abilities, but you literally feel like we are in a village surrounded by these spirits. Uh, I think Wu Kong or something like that. Oh, yeah. Wu Kan, Wu Kong is the main spirit that's going to be coming after you. Um, but you literally feel like you've been, um, spirited away to this kind of like mis- mystical land and you're playing these monks that are fighting these ghosts to protect a village. This game is hard from what I've heard. I've, yeah. I've heard it's very hard. But it's, it's it's hard in the sense that it's it's challenging to where you're actually having to try at it and work. It's not hard necessarily. It's like it's just well, no, you no, just no, the actions, to win. right? The actions aren't complicated, but the, but the, to to do the to win is yeah. You have difficult. to be very very focused and detailed. The, um, but I don't know any other games where one you're fighting spirits, but you're Tibetan monks fighting these spirits as well. Well, I, and I, I'm going to point to add to this the designer. Anybody? Antoine Bauza. Yeah, right. they also so the did. Designer, uh, Antoine Bauza uh, also designed Great um, Bastion, the Last Bastion, Last Bastion, which is kind was of a, a complete. It's basically the same great same game, but a complete downgrade in theme because it's just like you're defending against monsters and yeah, you're dwarves. Like and it's barbarians a fantasy. The game that came so. to mind for me was the others. It's like there's like seven deadly sins, and oh, you're, you it's, yeah. a, it's the same co-op game. You're well, you're this you're trying to like, like uh, expel or uh, may the power of Christ compel you. You know, you're mm-hmm. trying to uh, Tibetan monks are so, using the power of Christ. I, I, I think you've given a good pitch, but is it more unique than Wingspan, though? Uh, I would say and that so. That is a negative. For I'm birds. Go, I'm like, go we are surrounded. We're surrounded by birds all the time. You're not surrounded by spirit fighting. It's interesting because one of the things that got Wingspan so high up was precisely that. Like, it's where the, did a bird-themed game come out of? Yep. So, it's unique to board games. I wouldn't say the theme itself is unique. That's well, just my well, 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 gaming it, podcast. Yeah, so I'm going to send it. Wingspan. Wingspan, send it. Wingspan. I'll just say ghost stories just so get a vote. <laughs> it doesn't about. matter. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, so Matthew, I think these are both yours. We no, have- no. Underwater Cities was me. But we have Underwater Cities and Photosynthesis. Gotcha. Uh, photosy- photosynthesis is an abstract strategy game uh, to where you are managing light energy. You use this light energy to purchase seeds, 
which then you can convert into saplings, uh, maturing trees, and then great and mighty You Each player has a player board where you're it's managing your income of sun, and how you get the sun is by the trees that you grew on the board because you kind of have a circular board, and each round the sun is rotating and hitting these trees Ooh, at different directions. But what's unique is based on your height, you can block other people's trees behind you from we'll receiving the action. directional delight. So there's a, not only is abstract strategy, but it's also kind of like area a control. Area control. Yeah. It's not necessarily to take that, but you literally have to think, all right, three turns ahead. Where's the sun going to hit? Whose tree is going to be in front yeah. of me? It's You're very managing your energy. You have to purchase the trees, trees, place them on your board. So, and you also have to retire the trees like in their life, because when you do that, you get to score points based on the location of that tree. Because the closer the tree is to the center of the the board, the more valuable those locations are. So when you say retire the tree, what are you? What you're are removing you, the tree from the the board, and yeah. you're scoring for taking it. So they you get re- to pull out money from. So the once the tree okay. has reached its final form, it's a, it's a mighty oak, a mighty mighty whatever evergreen. You remove it as an action from the board. So deforestation. Sh- yep. Well, no, no, no. You're ending its no, life no, no. so you can regrow in its place, essentially. Because once you remove it, that space is now well, available you, to grow you, back in you it. You had me thematically up until the scoring phase, but that's any game. So You have to score points. Uh, you score but points. you're right. essentially I, I, you're I like creating a forest. John, you want to tell us about Underwater Cities? I would. Underwater Cities is a great game, whereas most you know, city building, I guess you could say, more tableau building in this game, I would say, um, takes place in you know Prague or Europe or something like that or um, the Midwest or space. This one... You are building your city underwater. So what do you need to do? You need to get kelp. And in order to get kelp, you need to use the overpowered kelp strategy. So Which doesn't exist. John. Doesn't exist in any other game other than underwater cities. Um, no, I think um, thinking about these two games, photosynthesis might, be, might seem a little bit more unique to me. Um, I really like underwater cities. I don't think there's another game that really has that same kind of theme where you're, you know, building your underwater domes and it's it's almost like terraforming Mars, but underwater, you know, you're making sure... Yeah, you're, uh, you're branching out from your little home base and and building up your you know salination plants or desalination plants and these things. Um, I, I think the theme yeah. is pretty. Unique. And when Underwater Cities first came out, it was compared heavily to Terraforming Mars mm-hmm. because you're placing pieces and you got cards. But I say they're vastly different because yeah. your tableau is the creation of your city, not necessarily the cards you yeah. have in play. For sure, um, and for that reason. As far as between Terraform Mars and Underwater Cities, I would much rather play Underwater Cities, but... I'd agree. Well, yeah, but it's not about which one you'd rather play. It's about which one is more thematic. Oh, I know. I'm not comparing... Yeah. Terraforming I, Mars, I do Mars feel a little bit is. that you could easily just color the boards differently and just say we're... In space. In space. Because you, yeah. you are domes. I feel like it easily feels space, <laughs> you are but domes. underwater. Um, I'm going to vote for photosynthesis. Send me photosynthesis. Matt, you convinced... When you told me that the tree grows up and you're blocking shade from the other people. Oh yeah, light source shade. shade. You, uh, I'm going to go photosynthesis. And you can only plant your seeds. I'm going to go photosynthesis. Yeah, you can only plant your uh, seeds. Look at this. Let's let's mark this moment of us all agreeing with Matthew. By how tall your trees are. this is going to be good. Okay. So we have Root, which is one of, which is a, a favorite of of the whole group versus abomination. It's going to be an easy one. Why don't you tell them about it, David? Under the radar, so like. let's, t- so we're talking about unique themes. There's a lot of, so, so roots theme is that you are woodland creatures, but you're fighting each other. So it's a war game, but not, but root is not mine. Whose is root? It's mine. Okay. So then I'll, I'll let you take care of root. Um, 
Abomination Air Frankenstein, you are playing a scientist that has been approached by Frankenstein. Is that correct, Matthew? Um, yeah. And, and he has tasked you with creating his air. His, his air, right? So you're like, shoot, if I don't, Frankenstein's going to kill me. And you, what do you have to resort to? So you have to resort to running around the city. So there's a worker placement game, but you're you're running around the city trying to collect bodies. And you can collect bodies from uh, the morgue. You can collect them from the grave. Um, you can kill people in the game. You can kill dogs. And you can kill animals. Whoa, and what's whoa, whoa. great is that for each of things, if, yeah. if you think about this, each of those have different levels. So Frankenstein's, hey, build me a body. Well, if you build the body from the animal parts, they're not as valuable. Right. Whereas if you do it from like a fresh body that was just uh, killed, it's more valuable. But you as a scientist, your reputation goes down. So what do you got to do to go get increase your reputation? You got to go and, you know, do acts of charity, go to school, donate money, uh, donate money, those types of things. Um, and so, then you have to you have to make your creature come alive. By and then you have to make your creature come alive, which is very difficult. So I appreciate that you do that by rolling dice. Sometimes you make them come alive. Sometimes we we play with the Igor variant, uh, which they released officially after the game came out because it is brutally random rolling dice to see if you activate these body parts that you collected. Right. In a game that can, it's a heavy, long Euro. Uh, so the Igor variant takes out a lot of that, uh, adds more dice mitigation, adds things that you can do to influence your dice. But the amazing mechanic in it is that every worker placement has resources. But what if your resources became less valuable the longer you held onto them and didn't spend them? That's essentially what it is. When, That's true. It's like you're harvesting these body parts, but each turn around you don't use them. Yeah. They go down a degradation track. So, John, if 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 you ever you've not played this game, correct? The art is pretty pretty it's gritty, very goth, very goth, very gruesome. Um, so I would I would caution those who you know like, hey, I like Frankenstein, I like horror. This one is like very upfront yeah. with it. Everyone loved to use the word macabre. Yes, but it is so thematic. It's not my favorite game, but it is so thematic. Like and, you literally opened and, up a book and put it out. And on I game. think uniquely thematic. Yeah. So that is my pitch for Abomination. That's a tough pitch to follow. It's probably longer than my pitch for Root will be, but you know. Sorry. Um, no, you're fine. Um, Root is a game of woodland might and right. And if you ever read the Redwall books growing up, that's what I think of when I think of Root. And mm -hmm. from a unique theme, I can't think of another game. And I haven't played Everdell. I think that's the one from a theme perspective I've heard it compared to, but that's just because there's little creatures in it's it. woodland creatures. Yeah. Um, but really in Root, not only is the theme of the game itself uh, so uniquely, you know, separate from anything I've played. Mm -hmm. I really think what gets me with Root is each individual faction is so extremely unique. I think that if you're playing the moles, you're going to have one experience. If you're playing as the mm -hmm. otters, you are. And then not only are they all different and very asymmetric, but I think that the actions in the, um, you know, Matthew would talk about theme being using the, you know, the theme of the game to explain the rules, right? And I think Root can do that very well, and it does it so uniquely with each different faction, right? If you're playing the Cats or if you're playing like the Woodland Alliance, for example, right? The theme of the Woodland Alliance makes sense with the actions you're taking. And I just, it takes me to another world almost. It's like the the whole idea of what you're doing. Um, you know, you're spreading your sympathy and then you're building your little base or if you're the otters you know you're running up and down the river peddling goods to different people and yep. and selling things and, and the art is very unique in in the cards and the act i don't know i just um it is haven't seen anything like it yeah i think the the game is is so good it is is very close to being my favorite game um as far as you know um 
including with the thematics and the, mm-hmm. and the art. Um, Kyle Farron does a great job. I can't wait to get the Marauders expansion. And uh, yeah, Root, Root is a fantastic game. Not right. a, it's, but it's a war game that was very well disguised in yeah. its theme. I do think, though, that Root's uniqueness may come more from its asymmetry yeah. than it does from, from the, the setting. Even just how David was describing Abomination, I honestly think I would have to give it to Abomination in this case from yeah. a unique perspective. Um, I just had never heard of anything like that. We gotta get a plate sometime. I've got it. Yeah. I am gonna send it on abomination. All right, that's 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 four votes. Wow, yeah. this has been really easy so far. I, I'm I'm gonna be interested to see how this continues. All right, we in this corner we've got Spirit Island up against <laughs> Matt's number one party game, Modern Art. That was not Matt's pick, but I will say, between Spirit Island and Modern Art, Modern Art is just so nuts, and you feel like what you're doing is what you're doing right like think about another auction game um let's say for sale i mean i like i'm just looking at cards and numbers i don't really feel like i'm buying and flipping and selling properties right modern art i feel like i own a freaking art gallery and i'm freaking selling these paintings because i'm trying to get people (laughs) to raise the value of my artist and if the artist isn't popular his art just doesn't sell um, but just like anything in the art world, world um, what is it? Uh, fads, they come mm-hmm. in, fads leave, they Karma fade. Chameleon. There comes you go. And goes. Yep. So send it for me on modern oh, art. Spirit I Island. just, yeah, I don't, I don't see how they're even in the same league. Spirit Island. Everyone going Spirit Island on this? He's going modern art. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I guess if we're talking unique. Oh shoot. Yeah. We are talking about unique theme. Uh, if the gallerist didn't exist. I think the gallerist does it better. Have you played the gallerist? Nope, but I've seen it. There's also Bob. Get out of here! The Bob gallerist Ross, does it the better. Art of oh my chill. gosh! Oh, order that one for me. Well, you, are you buying and selling paintings in that one? Uh, no, you're just hanging out, painting happy yeah, little trees. The, the theme, the theme trees. of modern art is that you run a a modern art museum. You're buying and selling paintings. That is the theme. I don't know what the theme of Bob Ross. Unique theme, sadly. Well, we would have to give it to Spirit Island. Spirit are you, Island. You're changing into Spirit Island. I will. Yeah, you guys, you guys, you guys convinced me. Okay. Um, we're going Spirit Island. I would. I was going to vote the same thing. I just. I can't really name off the top of my head too many like specifically art auction games, but I. I definitely cannot come up with like spirits warding away European um, colonials. All right, we have Pandemic versus Modern Art. This is going to be an easy one. Go ahead. Matthew. I'll say uh, Pandemic because I really don't feel. The theme in modern art comes through it all. You could literally be handing me a card that is a picture of a loaf of bread, and we're bakers, and we're trying to auction off cake. our best. Is it a cake oh, yeah. game? It's a cake when, game. When in trying- real- no, 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 no. When in real life do you see people auctioning off bread? Have you ever been? Have you been to a bread auction? <laughs> I'm going to disagree. A bread with market. A bread market. Be- I've been to France. But do sir? people auction off paintings on the reg? Yes. I think what oh, it needs absolutely. to be. What it needs to be is is uh, like like. Get out of my face. Special I don't even items like Pokemon cards. Ooh, shiny uh, holographic charger. I would yeah. love for there to be a, a, a legitimate. First I think edition. Pokemon, the theme and setting of Pokemon, uh, I've never was like, oh, I got to collect cards. But I just think of this like world with these little creatures is so cool that if there was like a legit board game more than just, hey, roll a dice and uh, move Pokemon a piece. Pokemon Master Trainer? Hello? First <laughs> edition? I was saying before rolling a dice and moving a piece well. and flipping over cards, a yeah. legit like, we're in the world of Pokemon, Pokemon. I'm all about it. All right, but, so you're um, going pandemic. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's not a, it's not even a bread. Get out of it. 
Yes, in modern art. We should, you should Matthew, be I'm just going to modern art. Send it. David gets very passionate about modern art. This is so funny. All right, but that means we're going into our <laughs> tiebreaker. Tiebreaker, because I am doing pandemic. Mm. John, roll that dice, poor favor. It's a two. Two. We're going with the most purple cover. Which mm. that goes to pandemic. Looking, I think it goes to pandemic. Does it? It's hue. It's the closest. Blue is yep. is the closest to purple on there. Really? Yeah, because what, what else? What is the other half? What's the other half of purple? Red. Hey. Yeah, but there's more pandemic. color on there. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we're yeah. Right. Yeah, we're going to pandemic. Okay. Ooh, ooh. This one is wingspan. The battle of the battle of the stone Myers, yeah. I know it's kind of. It's kind of bad that they got to cannibalize. Who, 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 Scythe? Was that you? you? Matthew. No, it was me. Oh, it was, oh, was Brady. Yeah, so I'll just introduce Scythe. I, I don't necessarily, I, I feel like I have a really love-hate relationship with Scythe, but as far as a theme goes, um, I love it. So it's set in a an alternate 1920s sort of Eastern Europe, I guess. Um, and it's, uh, so it, it, yeah, it's set during like the first world war, I guess, or yeah. So 1920s and, but the, the alternateness of it is where these like giant mechs come in. And so they're used, um, agriculturally and for war and all of this kind of stuff. And, uh, I think the theme really comes out most in the artwork, I guess, which, mm-hmm. uh, not so much David, the mechanics. Why don't as, you hit me with much. that artist? I know you got that. Artist. What Jacob Brzezowski. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I cannot believe you do that. Um, yeah, and so the the theme or the the art is just is just wonderful, and I, I think that's where ninety percent of the theme comes out. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it before as a board game setting to make a, a HBO show out of. Uh, Scythe was right there at yeah. the top of our list. You know, I mean, they used it for um, uh, maybe there was a there was a real time uh, TTS tactical strategy yeah. game that they made using it's his called like Age of Iron or something. Yeah, like Age that. of Iron, but it's a kind of a turn-based strategy game literally set using the same artwork, same faction names. So if you ever want to play Scythe in like a adjacent kind of gaming sphere, um, definitely look that up. Well, but you know, I think with Scythe you could probably just replace it with bread. Mm. <laughs> maybe some bakers don't be petty and just yeah you see how silly that sounds throw yeah throw unique unique theme wingspan throw it wingspan Matthew what are you doing don't it's, do it's, it it's scythe I mean we're going scythe for sure oh another tiebreaker with mechs yes mm-hmm. I just feel like a dystopian future with mechs I feel like with that's mechs? just more played out than birds I don't know that's right, that's right, that's right. birds are around us all the time John not in board games my Not friend. Board right. games. we're going for Dealers that goes to Matthew's choice. Nope. That goes one, to remember? the newest game, which is Wingspan. Wingspan. As it oh, don't oh click. God. Don't click. There you go. Oh, did I already click? You did. Yes, already you did. Oh, sorry. Um, okay. So the next ones are Ghost Stories versus Scythe. Ghost Stories. Send it. Um, we've already talked about these two. Um, Tibetan which of these? Which fighting of the, demons, yeah, man. I just don't see that anywhere else. Ghost stories is going to be my pick. Really, I, David? Are you going to come with me on Scythe right here? Ghost so stories. here, here's the thing. I know that like, m- like mechs specifically aren't maybe the most unique theme, but I think how like laser focused that world is. 1920s mechs. Yeah. What if I also tell you ghost stories comes with miniatures? Mm-hmm. So does Scythe. Yeah. Of demons. What? Better miniatures. All right. So and but, the monks. Tibetan yeah, yeah. Monks, so yeah. I think I can't choose. So I'm gonna half it here. So I'll go. I'll go scythe. Okay, I'm gonna go scythe. Roll the dice. They're both excellent, though. 
four again. Four. Oh, well, so we eliminated that one. We're going three, which is the most orange game. Oh, I see an orange jumpsuit on that Tibetan monk, so it's yes, definitely good stories. What? There's a bunch of wheat in the background. Are you uh, wheat is not orange? When was yellow. the last time you checked? It's, that's not an orange jumpsuit. That's like a that's like a yellow We're going jumpsuit. ghost stories. We're going ghost stories, dog. We're going to go Do you have, stories. Oh, wow. I cannot believe what I'm seeing right now. This The whole cover is covered in green, and there's like <laughs> orange all over the bottom of Scythe. I cannot believe this. Get your vision Ooh. checked. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Here so, we go. Now, both of these are mine. Um, uh, this, this is photosynthesis versus, versus Tricarion. Uh, it's Age of Illusion your, or Masters of What does it say there? Pick. Is it Age or Masters of Illusion? Legends of Illusion. Legends of Illusion. Uh, so imagine the, how Viticulture works, which is an extremely popular Stonemeyer game. Um, to where first you must get um, the contracts. So first you must plant, uh, sorry, first you must get the seeds to plant your vineyards. Then you must harvest it. Then you must turn those grapes into wines. Then you must fulfill contracts. It's a very step-by-step process to get to the end goal. And you're going through that over and over. However, in viticulture, you have to follow the same flow. You have to go to each season. You have to follow along with everyone else and wait for everyone else who didn't think out as far as ahead of you to catch up with you. Uh, whereas in uh, Tracarion, you are a master of illusion. You must first go and learn an illusion. You must go and craft the parts for illusions. You must go and practice your illusion. You must prepare it. You have to go and perform it. So there's these, how you score is you go through this process of gathering these resources for your tricks, learning your tricks, going to dark alleys to, to manipulate things in the community. And then you go and perform on a show. So it has a very linear process to your scoring. However, with your carry-on, uh, you get to do that however you want. If you start a round and you just want to go and perform the in-game scoring trick right then and there, you can do it. You don't have to go and do part A, B, C, and D over and over again, that same pattern like you do in Viticulture. So is this a comparison to Viticulture? Are you trying to tell us how unique the theme is? I'm sorry. I, I don't like Viticulture, and so this is the game Ooh. that I always use to replace it. Um, but you're essentially, at the turn of the century, you are illusions. Imagine the prestige of the board game. Uh, the artwork is phenomenal. Uh, it has like a, a hint of like little mystique and magic, but it's very practical. Like the, the the pictures and the art that you're learning in this game are real illusions that you've probably heard of from very famous older magicians at the turn of the century. And there's not any other game exactly like this. There's Trismegistus and some other ones, but those are kind of like magical. This is like you're on the street, you're learning, you're gathering rope and yeah, glass it's, it's and very, materials. It's very Victorian. It's very yeah, Victorian. It's very pres- kind of like reminds the me of uh, Abomination a little bit too, where you're kind of gathering those raw materials, quote unquote. Yeah, it's it's this is the prestige. This is the illusionist, the board game, and I don't know of any other ones where you're playing the magician, but, playing on stage. Does it have trees that grow? Send it to others. 100%. Photosynthesis, send it. Tracarion is my vote. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, this one is going to be tough for me because I really like the theme in Tracarion. I and I really want to like the game. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about unique themes. It's just unfortunate that I and I agree with you Matt, the whole step of the process is very thematic except for the when it comes to performing the your show it comes down to laying this lame tile on a card and like loosely trying to match up symbols and that is just so that breaks it for me breaks the the theme theme just goes out the window right so so you're saying the point scoring thing breaks the theme in tracarion yes what did i say about photosynthesis same thing same thing all right carry on with your argument ready but despite all that i'm going to go with tracarion because i like the theme better yeah okay we're going to uh, oh, oh oh 
Abomination versus one of All right. David's babies, Rococo. Picture this, Deluxe ladies edition. and gentlemen. You are a lowly seamstress who has been given the chance of a lifetime to design and display gowns and suits for the royal family at the end of the year banquet with fireworks. Sounds very posh. And I just, Rococo was a game that I was never expecting I would play. I'd never heard of it before I did, but the theme is so unique to me, at least I've never played or heard of anything similar. Um, you're making your little dresses. You're hiring some expert seamstresses. I don't know the plural of that, but um, we're going with it. And you're making your dresses, and then you actually, you know, hang them out. Uh, you well, you're moving people who are wearing your dresses out. Um, you're trafficking into people? the yes, you are <laughs> um, out into the different areas and you can score points based on you know more prestigious areas of the castle right so the points make sense because the lower levels that's kind of where the little peons are hanging out exactly. but as you get closer and closer up to the king's inner circle the um controlling that area that area majority is more valuable than say the bottom levels exactly uh as far as unique theme i would say preta porte um is another game can where you're all like an american please we speak English. We speak, we speak English. English. Uh, English. Um, it's a, it's, but it's almost the exact same thing. You're going worker placement style. I guess is kind of a little bit. Well, there's worker placement in Rococo as well. But you're going. You're collecting the unique uh, ingredients or recipes or uh, worker placement in Rococo. Aren't you placing no, your? All right, keep going. Well, I you're wish going. The and listeners could see invalid. David's face when he looks at. I me. thought you had those little thimbles or something. You're all going right, and you're Matthew. Acting. I'm gonna I'm gonna save you some time because even though I think Rococo has an amazing, unique theme, I still don't think it's as unique as this. Fred Deporte does game. similar. Thing I will too. hold on. There are a lot of um. There are a lot of horror macabre. games. Macabre games. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna come out here and tell you guys exactly where I'm at with this. Okay, because it's it is razor thin. But what it's gonna what it's gonna dresses come down are blood to, and guts. Yeah. What it, well, what it's gonna come down to is, hey, so what do those blood and guts look like in Abomination? There are upgraded components, Brady, nope, that we don't nope, have. No, nope, right? nope. there are upgraded components. <laughs> that what comes in the base game? Cute. They are red and purple and white. Cute. Oh no! David, have you seen the is, lace tokens? What is in Rococo? Ooh, you got it these. is the prettiest looking Gentlemen, lace you Rococo, have ever send seen. It. This is not send a component it. list. Send it, send it. On David. This is not but a component it's, list. It's part of the Rococo. David, this is <laughs> not a component sorry, sorry, list. Sorry, 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 sorry. It is. You're right. This is a game about which has the most unique theme. You ready? Here we go. We've got horrified. We've got fury of Dracula. We've got which uh, horrified. By the way, Frankenstein is one of them. And then we got Arid Abomination. Name me. Three the, games with dresses. The sep or the 18th century elegant gown making game. Oh. I agree. There is point of order, but it's not quite the same. But hey, you, you're you're not winning me over. Rococo, Rococo it is. It. Rococo. Oh, got him. You are. It was savages. a tough one. That was a tough one. All right, this, oh, is, this a is a tough one. one. Wingspan it's, it's versus easy. With Spirit Island. Spirit Island. And Spirit Island. Uh, Wingspan doesn't hold a candle to Spirit Island. Oh! <laughs> David's yeah. face. Just, just kidding. Yes, you're right. Spirit Island, for sure. What? I'm going Spirit Island. I'm actually surprised on this. 
Uh, it is. I just feel like there are a lot of. It's a great theme. We literally but just it's not talked unique. about. We, we're talking about um, as far as like spirits go. This is just the reverse of. Katana. Of, uh, People use that this game is nothing in any way, shape, or form like Katana. The other that there's the a theme, theme is Katana. the reverse of Katana. The yeah, I was talking about reverse. Ghost Stories. It's the reverse of Ghost Stories. Instead of it's literally the people we're fighting, fighting, fighting the, the spirits. Yeah. yeah. Well, and here's and here's where like wingspan thematically, um, as far as like unique theme. So you've got your bird, and then you birds can hold a certain number of eggs so when you take your eggs action okay i'm forcing these birds to lay eggs great all right now you've got to put a new bird down where do those eggs come from other kinds other, of birds. other kinds of well birds. we're not talking so, about how closely the theme they matches is the mechanics tied. yeah you're right all right spirit island anyway send, spirit it. Island, send it okay all right well we're gonna be rolling through these next couple jamie ones. i'm championing for you right now for wingspan Oop. I almost clicked the wrong button. Spirit <laughs> Island, we're going Wingspan versus Pandemic. Wingspan. Wingspan. Send it. Wingspan. Wingspan. Pandemic versus Ghost Stories. Mm. Ghost Stories. Send it. Ghost Stories. Tibetan monks win me over yep. every time. Oh my time. gosh. Miniatures. I'm going Pandemic for the record here. All right. Scythe versus Pandemic. I love this because I just immediately flip. I immediately, well, I was, uh, I was, I would have died for pandemic on that last one, and now We're all I immediately flipped ready back to over. just sell it to the next person. Uh, scythe, send it. Yep. Scythe. Yep. All around. David. David. Peer yeah, pressure. Yeah, yeah, scythe. scythe. All right. David's a master of chaos here. I didn't paint those. Uh, oh, Rococo versus Tracarion. You got to throw a Tracarion. Yeah, I'm going Rococo on this one. Oh man. Brady, uh, minus that one tiny, I, and I, I, I understand where you're coming from with uh, organizing your tiles. A part of the, the scoring is also scoring of Rococo is watching the fireworks no. go off, but Brady, with your love. That's true, but Brady, what matters in their gowns? Come on, Brady. What, what game engrosses you <laughs> in the unique theme from the moment you pick up that All piece right. of lace Order. to when Order you watch the, the fireworks go over the castle? Brady, what is thematic about the scoring is that more points are scored based on when you perform your trick, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. And Sunday is the most precious day to perform your illusions. There is competitiveness in when you are performing your tricks. I would like to say it is very not unique to have oh, the gosh. word trick in the name if it's also what you're doing. That's a pretty uh, unthematic. See, the, the, the trick carry on? Come on, they could have thought I, of a more unique game. No, dude. You're performing tricks. I am in agony right now. Like, oh, I, and then you got the, like the, and, and when you buy the game, usually the expansion or whatever. Oh, I have the big it. box, right, collector's right. edition. So what I'm saying is like, like the, the, the dark alley expansion where you're like learning these backwoods tricks. You got this um, yeah, like academy so where you're, where you're like, sure, you're I'm going go to, to teach students. Like, Dog Guards Academy, you're going there, to teach students. If there was another magician game, I might throw out Rococo. But because there's not unique theme, Tricarion wins. Okay, the, wins David the just David did it for me right there. It's Tricarion. I to the moon. Those lace pieces are they're they're those holding are phenomenal a lot of weight components. for me yeah, right now, but should, not uh, quite enough. We should play it again. Okay, Rococo versus mm. photosynthesis. This is tough. This I'm going to photosynthesis. I, the thing is, I played an, I played another dressmaking game, and that's and that's just the truth of it. It's it's gown and suits, not just dresses. A clothes making game. A tailor. Uh, how many how many plant how many games are there where you have plants? Is there there is another one right? Green. What, wasn't there one? What have you one played? Recently. Yeah, there was like another one that came out after photosynthesis. I cannot remember what it is. Remind me, what are you playing? Like, who are you in photosynthesis? The Lord. 
Are you? Jesus. Are you Christ? Jesus Christ. <laughs> are you? Oh, sorry, I'm not being blasphemous here, but you're essentially you're the uh, the being who influences or, or creating this world. Are you sure? Well, you're not a tree. <laughs> you're you're imagine yourself. Now, aren't can you, like you guys remember? Seed? Can you guys remember who you are? In it, it's an abstract strategy. Yes, no, I'm a dressmaker. Yeah, don't give me this abstract nonsense against an Rococo. Send game. it. Rococo, send it. I'm going photosynthesis. I'm going photosynthesis. Thank right you, Brady. Roll that dice, I'm baby. So sorry. Be still, my heart. No. We already way. rolled a four. Let's let's roll it again. No way. Five. Going five. Most green bucks. <laughs> uh, wait, no. We okay. So we're doing. Nope, nope. Sorry, that one's not going to work. Um, He's reading it's a, it's a through tie. to find the one that goes no, no, no. for photosynthesis. Right. We're going with highest ranked on MBGG. So oh. somebody get that for us real quick. All right, David, you're on photosynthesis. Da uh, John, you're on Rococo. Do, do, All right, do, so photosynthesis do, do. currently on BoardGameGeek.com is ranked 442. Wow, that's that's very shockingly high. higher. No, than I I'm not. I'm not shocked. That's probably and. Okay. If my internet loads, this is not an advertisement for AT and T. Rococo. Where do I? Where do I find? Let's see. Wait, uh, David, help us out over here. Yes, so Rococo is ranked two hundred twenty-nine. Oh, oh wow. which edition? Wow. Uh, it deluxe. doesn't matter. It doesn't. Ugh. Yeah, All right. the deluxe one doesn't. Abomination have a versus photosynthesis. Um, I believe we're all going to be in agreement here. Abomination. 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 Sure. Abomination. There, There is another plant game out there. I can't remember what it is. Yeah, there's herbivore or herbology or something like that. Oh, where there's, you're, a ton, there's a ton. There's um, the succulent game. Yeah. There's another one um, that you, I just... There's a succulent game? Yeah. There's, get that for there's, there's a game where you're literally... Herbaceous can, sprouts. Herbaceous. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Herbaceous. Okay. All, all right, right. We have root versus photosynthesis. Oh. I will say root has a... Big old stone weighing it down, and that stone is called Everdell. And it is the same. Well, setting. and then there's Dale of Mer. Like, as far as, like, if you're talking about what is the, th the theme of Root isn't woodland creatures. It's woodland creatures killing each other. Or, or you could say <laughs> woodland creatures competing against each other for no. domination, which is similar yeah, to Everdell. That's true. That is true. I even, oh gosh, it would be tough. But, I mean, as far as the art, like... Uh, you, you're all about the artist. Ever, the Everdell artist is my favorite artist. Oh, you, Brady, oh, you, uh, Andrew Bosley, yes. who also drew um, tapestry. Tapestry, yeah. Merchants and of the, the Dark Road. Everyone loves the root stuff because it's very cute. But by um, Kyle Farron. Yeah, but I like if I had to choose, I would choose uh, the Everdell art. Well, it's a good thing this is an art episode, Brady. That's, that's true. That's true. Root. Send I'm gonna it. vote for. I have to vote root. What did, why are you why? doing that? Okay, I'll go back. I'm going to vote photosynthesis. Oh, hey. oh my gosh. You didn't, you didn't say, say send, send it. it. You got to say send it. Send it for photosynthesis. Unique. I will admit that there is other creature games. There are other creature games and there are other war games. There's Bunny but Kingdom. Theme, the theme is not setting. You are the one who were making this argument, man. Right. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. What's the theme? It's it's uh, a war game with creatures. Yeah, Bunny King, Bunny Kingdom. All right, David, where are you going? I am going to go send photosynth it photosynthesis. photosynthesis on that. So, okay. Yep. All right, we're we're getting on our way. Root versus underwater city. I feel these are both in the same sim similar situation where underwater city is a city builder, Not but even it's close. very little unique. Root is about a root combat game, but it's with woodland creatures. There's other adjacent games that are very similar, uh, but I will go root. Root send root. it. Root send it. All really? I have to say root. I, I, oh, 100%. Well, I was actually 
thinking this was going to lean towards like underwater when, city. And, and I'll, I'll say this here. I never say, like people always say, you know, oh, you don't like space? We'll just play underwater cities. Oh, you don't like underwater? Just play terraforming Mars. What do you say? Uh, oh, you don't like Root? Well, they're very different games, but uh, I will I will relinquish this one. Send it to Root. Root. Two different games. We got Tricarion mm. versus Spirit Island. Spirit Island. Send it. I'm going to go Tricarion. I'm going to send it Spirit Island. Brady, I know you Here's hate the Spirit thing. Island. I <laughs> love taking every opportunity to see Spirit Island just get crushed. And so I, I, I want to see it again. So Tricarion, let's roll that dice. Three. The most, we're just going to go through these because I haven't, um, I didn't come prepared with like my super awesome list. So we're going to go, we're going to do a repeat. It's most orange, which is Tricarion. Why can't we ever have Matthew's Choice? Because everyone's got one of those. rolling to one. Well, those, those I are. I one of those. Ooh. Oh, Rococo versus Spirit Island. All right, David, this Island is where you got to put up. This is where I have to put I mean, You don't have to put anything up for me. I'm going Rococo, send it. Spirit right Island. <laughs> Spirit Island, send it. Send it. The most unique theme is for sure Spirit Island. Oh, hey. my word, David. And why is I, it? Because you... there are other dress games. No, it's not because it is not because there are other dress games. It's because. All right. Yeah, mm. All this right. one's obvious. There have literally been lists. We have of Rococo games. versus Wingspan. Yeah, Rococo. Rococo. What? There is, you say there's there are not one other, other bird game. There are not other dress games. There is one other dress game that you can think of. One that looks like still not even that celebrated. It's like pretty. They had a second edition made. Yeah, no, we're, who's talking about it? All right, it? and where we are, Ignasi? Where, where, where is your, and you're arguing against Rococo, which you just voted for. Where's, what's the other bird Com, game? Is, I, my arguments are always comparative against what they're going against. And compared between Wingspan and Rococo, I am going to go with Rococo. Really? What'd you say, John? I said Rococo. Send it. Uh, they, well, it's Rococo. If you, Brady, if you'd like to oh give me some money. Wait, did you say Wingspan? Uh, yeah. You know, here's the, uh, here's it's the thing. Wingspan. It's like, there is, that is no other bird game. There is none. And you know how many people Wingspan brought into the hobby because yes. they were birders? And it's like, not Holy this cow. list, gentlemen. But the theme brought them but in. But it was so unique. The theme. How David, many? How come, many seamstresses? Light, how many seamstresses have been brought into the right, board would you game? Like, would you like? Would you like a list of bird games? There is. Give me three. Uh, there's Word City Games Canopy. There is Sibley Backyard Birding, the flashcard game. Uh, there is Ecologies. <laughs> what what the, is the flashcard game? What are what we is in the There's Avian Flight is another game. Uh, right. there's Anyone a, can Google a theme and then scroll through a bunch of games. We all know it's Rococo. There's Charlie's Har Charlie Harper Spot the Birds game for children age six and up. There's a game called What Bird he's, Am I? He's on it. Oh. All right, he's David, where are you children. going? Bird bingo. Just here, I'll actually, I'll actually give here. you a, a good game to compare Wingspan to. There's one that just came out on Kickstarter called Bandata, um, and it and it looks similar to Wingspan and has like stats and things and with Wingspan. So uh, we're gonna send it Wingspan. Really? Okay, Rococo. I'm going. I'm going Wingspan as well, and we are going. Got. All right, it is. Uh, we're doing in most people's collection. Uh, that's not even. Oh, that, that is, that is uh, Rococo. Everybody has Rococo <laughs> Deluxe Edition. Yeah. Rococo is more unique than Ghost Stories. Oh, we uh, just finished talking about there being other dress games. Name another game where you are a Tibetan monk fighting against Wang Fang <laughs> or whatever his name is, an evil demon <laughs> overlord. Wukong. I don't think it's. The, I think it's probably Wu Fang. Isn't that it's a mortal, Wu Fang? There's I a Mortal Kombat. Lu Kang. Lu Kang. That's right. That's right. It, I think it's Wu Kong Wu is Fang. a monkey. It's, god. I think it's, it's Wu Fang. Yeah. Um, 
you literally feel like you're embodying this like fight for evil, fight yeah, against but evil. There's tons of co-op games where, that, where you're, you're like fighting for them. where you're like fighting for evil. That's a good point, John. Rococo it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, Brady, I will I will let you win our next board game if you vote that for that is an absolute lie and I I get and behind do you see how he just treated you I will let you yeah let me because Brady literally says why won't no, you guys honestly, let me win all the this time one, this one comes down to the fact that you are are the only one who's played it I don't know how thematic it is if I buy the game again will you all play with me sure okay here we go Matthew abomination versus ghost stories oh, ah, that's that's it's practically the same easy thing. abomination, abomination. Abomination. <laughs> I love it. See, this is why I love this version. Is because yeah, you you're like it's championing so hard for one in one moment, and then the next moment, which I mean, it goes. We'll take a quick pause here. I'm going to go abomination as well, but it, it. I think it's the same reason why we you don't have that like obvious BGG lineup in the Geek Madness thing because you put two, you know. Mm-hmm unopposing games like right beside each other rather than you know yeah anyways it's a good system i'm liking it all right we're going abomination on this one we have two very green games uh photosynthesis <laughs> versus ghost stories i'm gonna go ghost stories i am also gonna go ghost stories tibetan monks man send it okay i'll go ghost stories on this one just you can go no i'm going photosynthesis <laughs> Oh. Scythe versus photosynthesis. photosynthesis. There's literally a game called Mechs versus Minions. It's an amazing value for getting it because um, isn't that the League of Legends game? Yep, I believe so. There's uh, also another and game called. They didn't called... make any money on it. They just did it just because it Matthew, was a passion project. Right I'm voting doing? for photosynthesis. Are you serious? Photosynthesis. There's Send a, it. There's also another game called, although the theme is different, but it's GKR Heavy Hitters. I bet you Steven knows about it. Um, <laughs> And there's also the outside where you could go and just look at trees and sit in the shade instead of playing photosynthesis. He told me but this is a game about board. This is a list about board games. That's right. That's right. All right. Where are we at? Photosynthesis. photosynthesis. Scythe. <sighs> yeah. It's, it's, I mean, the most thematic. U- unique. Do I feel unique, like. Unique theme. Oh, unique theme. That's true. That's true. The most unique theme. There's a lot of nature junk you going on at BGG. right it's now. It's Scythe. It's Scythe. It's Scythe. Wow. Roll it. We're going to go with the. <laughs> he keeps looking we're at going with the one. lowest ranked on bgg it's which i can all, all, already tell you it's going to be are you just randomly picking these conditions well i'm doing the ones we haven't haven't done yet root versus scythe root versus scythe you need scythe. Theme. you're telling me this one's going to be scythe 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 on root send it yeah vote on root unique theme what absolutely we're running out of our, produ- our, our producer didn't come prepared. <laughs> That's know. okay. Don't worry. Just All right. see what happens. All happened. right. One, two, three, four. Go, go for it. <laughs> That's two. <Five>, six. <laughs> yeah. That's we David. rolled a six, what ladies and gentlemen. There's four said, of us. I said root. Root. Yeah. All right. It's root. We came right, under- <laughs> Matthew. Matthew is now... <laughs> I couldn't find I couldn't find my little notebook. You're breaking my, my heart, Lisa. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to underwater cities versus side. I did not. Have any of y'all seen that movie? Yes. I did not. I did not. I did not do it. Uh, it is, me a pot, Lisa. It is. It is side. What is that movie? Send it. You oh, hi, Mark. It. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> I did not hit her. I did not do it. I did not. <laughs> it is side. It is really? Scythe. Yeah, get that underwater <laughs> yeah, cities on my face. Scythe. scythe versus underwater cities. We're all going Scythe. I yeah. agree 100%. Look at that cover. 
All right, this one's pretty obvious. Pandemic, Pandemic versus underwater cities. We're going underwater cities. Pandemic. 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 Send it. Yeah. Are you all lucid yep. dreaming right now? I am. I mean, are you? I'm in. Like you said, you could just take that game. The discussion paste. phase. Modern oh. art. I feel like we have only seen this game Ooh. once. Well, let's get it out of here. Modern art. Underwater cities. Modern art. Brady. Sure. Be a man of reason. If you tell underwater cities. Wait, 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 wait. What? Before you, Brady. Unique, <laughs> unique theme. Tell me how many other city building tableau underwater. Sure, not underwater. <laughs> abyss. That's Watch underwater. abyss. Everdell. Terraforming Mars. Actually, you just underwater. You just got me with abyss. All right, we're going modern art. Oh, I have shout out to Yeah. Oh. All right, here we go. We've got the Matthew list. Is it's in. shocked. You wow. all are loose. Eyes wide. You all are loose. open. Hands <laughs> right. on face. This, this, I, this list does not count. Whatever. You all been bribed. Unique themes. All right. Who do? What do we think? What do we think got first? I, I have already seen. If it, modern so. art is first, no, it's not. It's not. Um, it only showed up like twice. One hundred percent is first. What is abomination? I don't think it yeah. lost a single time. Yeah, yeah I don't think it did. Abomination anyway. did well. Scythe. Photosynthesis. We did vote for photosynthesis. Photosynthesis did surprise. All right, Brady, let us know. All right, that, that I think you guys are going to be. I think we're going to be a little surprised. Let me obscene. Let me. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Just make this a little more. Ooh. All right, our this is. So our um, what do you call these? What do you call the last ones? Honorable the mentions. Least. Honorable mentions. Thank you. Um, our honorable mentions are underwater cities and modern art. That's what I like to see. We have number 10 is Pandemic. We have Scythe at number nine. Number eight is Root. Root. Number seven is Photosynthesis. Mm -hmm. Number six, Ghost Stories. Number five, Rococo. Abomination. What? Mm. Yeah, end up at number five. Rococo at number four. Wingspan at number three. <laughs> Spirit Island at number two and Tracarion mm. at number. Are you serious? Tracarion made it to number one. It did. I, know. I feel like it got voted against once or twice. There's just unique. There's no other Victorian magician like that game. You look. I mean, the yeah. artwork is phenomenal. You literally so good. It those is, coins. Is, those coins are amazing. That came with the Kickstarter edition or something. Yeah, they're upgraded. We have like resin pieces that are your Tracarion gems. That you got the gathering. little posters on the side or whatever yeah. like to promote. Like, junk's See, great. it's really it, turn like, order is your is, posters that you're paying for. This is my it. game where where I I want to like it so bad, but well, I let's get just, to the end. Let's, let's where revamp I perform it where I perform that thing and I just well listen. Let's put our heads together. Down. We can also, revamp the scoring conditions. It's on also that. no. Uh, it's also like really long too. Like it's a uh, um it, uh, it, well, okay. Pax Pamir. We played two and a half hours and got through half of it. It's definitely we like three and better. Hours of but that was my first play. It's definitely. I feel like it is a little longer, a little more complicated. But I like it a whole heck of a lot better than Anachrony. And I feel like they are somewhat on the same level as well, far as the same as mind clash games. Oh, is it really? I didn't yep. Know they that. also did Perseverance, Castaways Chronicles season one and two. They did Cerebria. Yep. Yeah. They I, they, they are they are probably one of the most uniquely thematic board yes. game uh, publishers design group uh, that's oh. out there and working. You won't good, catch good them, them making a Newton. That is for sure. Or yeah. making the same game twice. Or I mean, they are they're they're for better or for worse, they are out there and they're pushing the bounds. Because uh, they made a dinosaur that. game, 
but it's a sur- dinosaur survival exploration game. I mean, yep. they're not doing Dinosaur Island and my, which I enjoy, but they're not doing like my but it's tiny just like epic a, dinosaur. Yeah, no. So what were a couple of other games that we were kind of debating putting on the list but ended up getting pulled out? Yes, sir. So um, I had I put I I really wanted Captain Sonar to be on the list. Yeah, um, it's just hard because Watergate. Watergate. I thought okay. Yeah. I think that. Pax Premier and Watergate, although there's other two-player games and other historical games, I, th- I I still really feel like those are unique enough to where they could stand alone uh, I with think, what well, they are. And, and I'll say that, too, because a lot of war games, what's the theme? World War II, World War I, Napoleon, Napoleon, King Arthur, that kind of thing. Whereas, but that's like, who who even, I've never even heard of the great game Till Pax you literally read out. an entire book to I prepare did. for this. This is true. I did read a thick <laughs> the old, Return of the King, old, or what was yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, Return of a King. Yeah, see, not knowledge. Yeah, not the Lord of the Rings book. No, Return, Return of the. That's Return of the King, right? Yeah, yeah. this is Return of a King. A King. Return of yeah. a King. Um, another interest, uh, Grand Austria Hotel. I thought about. I know it's got a lot of kind of similar That's true uh, Euro mechanics, but you're. Hey, be our guest or, or be our guest. Be our guest. Leave the. Something Did we ever tell the request. listeners about the time we listened to the Mulan soundtrack? Well, oh, when uh, we play Marco Polo, we like Marco Polo. we strictly listen to the Disney Mulan soundtrack. <laughs> I put um as far as like another another unique theme, food chain magnate. Yeah, I also mm. wanted Prague on the list. Uh, you know, it's, it's honestly f- like fast food needs. I don't to think be... it's unique. It's unique in its complexity, but there's diner or food kitchen rush. These all these food. Yeah, but there's, games. No, there's not, it's nothing not, no, like. It's not, I, that's not even close. Well, I think food advertisement and area control with your kind of economy. Yeah, think, kitchen kitchen rush. You just like yeah. you're preparing. Yeah. Honestly, dishes as somebody, I I actually worked for Chick Fil A for a while um, as uh, like a manager there, but um, I I don't think like the, um, yeah, I think fast food is just so uh, interesting with how it, like it came up. Um, I would Matthew and I are big fans of the movie The Founder, which is like the like founding of McDonald's, McDonald's. and how it's a very interesting yeah. story. It's a biopic. Um, and to say that food chain mad- magnate is the best representation of like the food industry and board games is a tragedy. That is a tragedy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. it looks horrendous. Oh, we need Brady, 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 calm down. I'm getting passionate about this. It's a, it's a phenomenal we game when you get to table. <laughs> we, can, we can play up to six people with the expansion. Would you want to? Yeah. I mentioned Why this the other the day. Why does the board look like yeah. a piece of graph paper that I went to Walmart to buy? The, Why does that look like Splatter games, man. We already they, went over this. Yeah. They are just eclectic, unique. But that they did They no did admit excuse. that. I believe they did admit at one point if they, if they knew it was going to be as hot of an item as it is, they probably would have. Put a little more me, into you've it. You've told me that before, and you told me that the terraforming wires. This, like, we live in the age of Kickstarter. People are literally begging to take your money with minis yeah. and stuff. But Do not come at me with these games that are like, oh, well, it's probably not going to be good. Well, so these games we came out well before the era. Like well, one, they came out before Kickstarter was all the rave. Right. And two, these are very small, like, one or two people, hey, we make these games out of our... Out of the uh, garage. Yeah, out of the garage. Like, and that's not, that's not degrading them that. at all. It's just, like, it's a lot of overhead to have a big company and, and uh, support teams like a lot of these are passion projects by a very small group of people and mm-hmm. like they are just getting the money putting all their money investments just to get the game made let alone investing tens of thousand dollars in a unique piece of art like could you imagine how much the art cost for Lost Runes of Arnak Brady 
Um, I can't imagine that. But like, I've gone on Board Game Geek for like people can. Uh, hey, you're making this self-made board game at home. You want a, a custom designer? They're selling thousands and thousands of dollars just for the most minor of concept art. Let alone fully illustrated, unique cards uh, for every single thing. Unique. I mean, to edge to edge, card to card, unique art is is ridiculously expensive. I'm just saying the theme, I, I am disappointed in Food Tech Magnet, but the theme of like um, competitive fast food, the competitive fast food industry needs to be further explored in board games. Maybe in a more accessible form. Let's I, get down to but it. But still a great game. Uh, well, um, we talk, uh, David talked about Quacks for a unique theme. It is. Being a little... little. Uh, you mentioned Vindication, and I, yeah. that was one we... I, I wish Can we, we played that again? fit on the list. Yeah, we need to play it again. It is very Correctly unique. Too. Yeah. Um, it is very... It's it's one of those games where it's not I would, I would say necessarily by innately complicated. It's just unique to where the mechanics aren't already inherently stuff we're used to. Yeah, it is very unique, and I I think we f- finished that game, and it, it didn't make me immediately want to play it again. Um, I do but admit a lot there of is liked it. Yeah. yeah, we need to play it some more. There's some other modules we can uh, use in it that may make it a little more enjoyable, but um, it is definitely definitely unique. Um, I think one of uh, the most unique games, though, and it's a shame we didn't put it on this list, was um, Talisman, the revised fourth edition. <laughs> I think any game where you can be turned into a frog is uh, worthy this of is consideration. A serious podcast. We're having serious conversation here. Hey, I know I've pre- Brady. Talisman, fell. Brady, I cannot it. tell you the amount of thematic just juice that was How flowing when you went to fun go points, cross Matthew, the fun ca- points. Fun points. That's why we <laughs> score points. It's fun and fun. When you cross this uh, ravine trying to go for this mythic legend yeah. and you wanted to go too fast and too quickly because you wanted to carry all your yeah. items and you and weighed I down the bridge and you broke the bridge <laughs> you fell through and died but you happened to leave followers. <laughs> but you happened yeah. to leave all your followers and all your items sitting on the unbroken part of the bridge and I just came behind you and picked it up and then went on my merry way and then after I did that someone threw a, a spell card at me and took some of that from hey, me hey. here's that's Dallas. That's Dallas. That's Dallas, Dallas. That's Talisman. Here's what I don't. Here's what I don't. What 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 turns me off really Talus. really quickly what, is when a hype hype board game comes out <laughs> and it's like oh it's uh it's dwarves oh it's Vikings oh it's magic oh it's generic space with a race that you can't pronounce the name yeah, to. I don't like get ten consonants. Please hit the keyboard with your head. Here's why, and <laughs> here's why because there's like a thought like can't you you can't you're telling me you couldn't spend the extra 10 minutes to think about like, hey, let me come up with a unique thing. Have you done that though? Like, I'm where's your game, unique thing? I'm theme? not a game designer, bro. I'm asking Yeah, see, but do you know how we much know our limitations. Well, we are the ones giving their money. Exactly, right? People don't want unique themes all the time though, right? Like unique themes are awesome. Don't get me wrong, but there's some, there's like, there's a reason why people keep doing space games or people Go keep doing, you know, dwarf because people love that stuff, and right? I, like, and I think that that is the same reason why poor movies still get made poor TV shows Fast still get ma- yeah. made is because people aren't just holding them accountable. Like, hey, I don't I'm not gonna su- can... I'm not gonna support this until you bring me a quality poor video game. I don't know if a lot of you are gamers, but like um like uh CD Project Red and the recent release Cyberpunk. of Cyberpunk, uh you gotta hold these businesses accountable. It's like, hey, we are the consumers, we're spending our hard earned money. We're not gonna accept generic, uh lackluster, unique. We're gonna hold you up to the accountability I, I, of, of Lost Rooms Arnak. Like to me there is no reason you can't come out of the gate with the non-Kickstarter project sure. and still have it look like Lost Room. Yeah, and if it's not a good enough game that deserves a production like that, then don't make it. Like, 
Like it, there, are, it's, there are thousands making, a game. It's worth making yeah. well. And we should probably be a whole other topic of episodes, but of thousands and thousands of games, Preach. why are you, why are, like I appreciate, even though there are some games that Myers released race, recently that aren't my favorite, I appreciate their focus on quality over quantity because they purposely only have one or two new titles come out at the year max and then maybe some expansions, but they're focused on uh, to the best of their ability, hitting on all cylinders when they mm-hmm. do it. Make it big, make it great, make it memorable. You no, will never... And he's a small publisher, so don't come at me with like... I guess I guess here, here, can... here's where it is, John, with this, is I want you to pull me into... Like when I'm playing a game, I want you to pull me into a world. That, which I think is what Scythe does very and well. Scythe, yeah, artwork. Scythe does. And so for me, it's, and, uh, and now this is just like, this is the totally subjective thing. Those are just the worlds that I'm like, eh, okay. Yeah, just, I still think you can create amazing new experiences even if it's a space game or even if there's the vikings right just because the well, things vikings done before, but not space so if they're um, <laughs> you guys are all just space haters man i'm a space hater i'm i personally want to apologize to steven because every time he brings out a space game i just want to walk out of the room because they're like i don't know what it is but space it, i think most of it has to do with for whatever reason like all space games just look terrible from a graphic design standpoint from same. a production standpoint the same yeah um, and maybe it's just the crowd that really enjoys it but i feel some, not all of them but some of them just purposely go out of their way to make it as convoluted as possible just so they can sell it it's it's space fantasy um well i mean we played court worlds the other week and it's this kind of space sci-fi fantasy game but it was easily approachable you have a game like uh eternal um that we play, See, and yeah, that's easily. Core Worlds a- and Eternal were, were very somewhat similar games. I don't know, kind of, but I like I loved Eternal so much better because the artwork was great. The cards were readable. Are the icons you could actually yes, play the game once or twice. Good. You could pick the up theme, on it pretty quickly. Non-existent. Anyways, what? What no one is existing? You're summoning monsters to attack the person next to you, homie. You're you're you're. Are you talking? Are we thinking of the same game? Yeah, Eternal Chronicles of Eternal. Oh, he just listed oh off the gosh. afterward part too. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's like the, the thing. Like you're just looking at like, okay, this got plus two power. Like this, there was no world that you were. You know, we could replace it. But you're summoning Yeti, Dude Imperium, Pokemon, Pokemon. Yeah. But all right, all I right, think folks. Here's what we should do. If you had to pick a theme for a board game, a unique theme. What's your favorite most generic? What space? What would you? All right. So John just, says space. No, I'm just kidding. All right, go around. Brady. I had to pick a theme. Mythology oh, man. for me. It needs Greek or Norse or anything. Anything. With I would say my Egyptian. like favorite like go to theme is either. I know this sounds so bad, but is either trading in the Mediterranean or like fantasy. I would say are my two favorite like most generic ones. That's fair. Because I I love Concordia. Oh, oh, fantasy or not fantasy? I'm sorry, you're confusing me. Uh, mythology. Which is, I guess, kind of in fantasy, but no, but that's more Greek that's, mythology, that is Roman, specific. Egyptian, that is, Norse, anything. That is. Have you guys heard of a game called Mythic Battle? No. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's hard for me because I value mechanics over the theme. Although I think theme is important, uh, I tend to like like history adjacent type games a little bit. Like I love Great Western Trail, Maracaibo, uh, Lorenzo, Grand Austria Hotel. Mm-hmm. They have the uh, uh, Marco Polo. Uh, they also the um, what's the um, Galapagos Galapagos Islands. Oh, oh Darwin's Darwin's Journey. Journey stuff like that that has 
you can kind of feel connected to it it's and ground in a real too. world, but they put their own spin in adjacent. So if it's something like Abomination, Air Frankenstein, I feel like it's it's a very grounded um, fiction. As far as a unique theme goes, one one thing that I want to see done well, and to my knowledge, it has not been done well at all, uh, is time travel. I want to see time travel done yeah. really well. And <sighs> I've wanted to touch... Or to dive into time stories a little bit, but I've just heard mixed yep. reviews. Um, it starts great, and then just and if anybody is going, uh, well, you haven't tried anachrony. Yes, we have, and that the, several the, times. The time travel in anachrony is non. I think the game so could be stupid. streamlined, and I know it's like, what are you talking about? Streamlined, you're heavy euros gamers, but it it throws not that they're bad. It just throws everything in the kitchen sink to where it just gets in its own mm-hmm. way of enjoying it and it doesn't feel like time travel at all no honestly it, it it's literally paying back uh loans but we're calling it time units instead. yeah exactly it's just literally what, what it about is. unique themes for you guys uh i would well for the first one like my favorite themes are probably like what matthew said like a like a history but like a focused one so like we have city of the big shoulders sitting in front of yeah, us yeah that's another great example amazing um but unique i feel like there aren't enough spy games have you played covert at least in at least in the top like 100 or 200 there's not enough like historical like assassin spies Uh, it doesn't have to be historical but like i would i prefer it to be historical say over like you know you're a you're a fantasy dwarf yes where's watergate Um, ranked i feel like watergate is very like spyish no no okay i think like one play a spy one um one game that I don't think any of us have played that I think is a pretty cool, unique thing that I've been wanting to play, trying to get on on that trade, is um, Smartphone Inc. I think that's that's really cool. I want to see more, like, economic games between, like, you know, massive warring things. Like, uh, mm-hmm. City on the Big Shoulders is, is cool, um, but... <sighs> Unfortunately, it's just a little out of our time. Like, there's some companies in there that we recognize, like Oscar Mayer and stuff like that. But most of them, I'm like, I don't know what this is. Oh, see, but I love history, so it's man, yeah. Like, it I, I don't, I don't dislike it. Um, but I, I want, I just want to see more of those. Yeah. yeah. And we, smartphoning well, kind of yeah. brings it. Well, into the, the no one's ever gonna accuse us of not enjoying theme. Yeah. Uh, well, we, if you've been following us, you know we've been doing uh, March Madness Board Game Edition where we're trying to find which board game reigns supreme, the, the Battle of the Titans here uh, on the Board Game Geek uh, list. Um, and so we're, Brady, did we get the re- finally able to find the results yeah, for unf- no, unfortunately, Terraforming no. Mars so, and Pandemic? Yeah, so we yeah. left off at Terraforming Mars versus Pandemic, and the results are not in yet, and I don't want to jump the gun, so we're going to hold it off till next week. We've, What's the prediction? My, I actually had Terraforming Mars Mars. and Pandemic actually being the final two and Terraforming Mars winning it. That was a good guess. I, I, my heart of hearts wants me, wants to say Pandemic, but I don't know. Terraforming Mars, I think is going to pull it out. TFM. Probably going to be Terraforming Mars. Yep. All right. But I think that'll do it for this uh, week's episode. Matthew, why don't you send them off? That's right. As always, uh, my name is Matthew. I'm Brady. I'm David. And I'm John. And this has been The The Discussion Discussion Phase. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of The Discussion Phase. If you enjoy our content and like to hear more, make sure to tune back every week for new episodes dropping. You can also follow us on Instagram at The Discussion Phase or join in on the discussion at discussionphase at gmail.com.
Thanks, everybody.